Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. Today, I am going to talk about your family and why you don't overeat because of them. They are not sabotaging you. This goes for your friends as well. Overeating because of family stress, people pleasing, and all of this pressure is an excuse that you don't want to be buying into, and we're going to talk all about it. There are a couple of ways this shows up. People pleasing being a huge one and using food and alcohol as stress tolerance is another. Before I dive in though, I want to let you know that Leslie and I have been hard at work creating the thing that you really want for the holidays this year, a relationship with food and alcohol over the holiday season that you can be proud of and feel in control of. I'll tell you more in the coming weeks, but just be aware that the Fuck Fruitcake program is coming soon and you can grab your spot on the wait list by following the link in my show notes. This is going to be the shortest time commitment and lowest cost way to work with both Leslie and myself. I'm not sure if we'll ever offer it again, so jump in. Now back to that annoying ass family of yours and your terrible friends too. Here's the real truth. You've trained the people in your life about what to expect from you. If you have a lot of food pushers, if you have a lot of people that put pressure on you, that offer you food when they know what you're doing, and you're feeling like they're trying on purpose to sabotage your efforts, to try to lose weight, to try to have a healthier relationship with food, or whatever it is that you have going on when it comes to your eating habits and what you're trying to do with them. I just want you to know that you have trained these people over time to do the exact thing that they are doing. This is not about shaming you or making you feel bad. This is about awareness. They keep offering you food because you've always taken it. And chances are they want you to be happy and they want to be happy. And your happiness helps them experience more of their own. This makes sense. It's a cycle that sounds really, really lovely, but in truth, it's a half truth at best. They're only happy because they have the thought that they have somehow contributed to your happiness. If you are sitting there miserable, wishing that they would stop offering you food, stop making you feel guilty for not eating and all of those things, are you really allowing them to feel happiness when they're pushing food on you and you're miserable but pretending to be happy? That doesn't make sense. So they want to keep doing that. And the opposite is also true. You eat because you want them to be happy or not feel hurt by your behavior, by your refusal. But you can't create happiness for them. Only their thoughts can do that. And the same is true for you. They cannot create happiness for you. Only your thoughts can do that. While some people are easier for you to be happy around, it is because you have happier thoughts about their behavior, their personality, what they offer you, what you contribute together as a team, maybe in a partnership or a friendship. It is not because that person has the ability to create happiness for you, but because of how you think about that person in your life. 
I know that's kind of like a round and around way of talking about things. So you may want to listen to that one more time and really try to insert a relationship into the conversation so you can kind of see what I'm talking about here. And sure, there may be some people that feed on drama and misery. They have a knack for starting shit every single year. I have people like that in my family. They are the shit stirs. They do their job well. They seem to love it. I don't know what their problem is, but they do. But that is also an emotional management problem where you have no true impact. The only power you have in these situations is over yourself and how you set boundaries for yourself about what you will and won't tolerate and what you'll do in those circumstances to take care of yourself. But shutting down and overeating will never be because someone else has feelings about how much you eat or drink. I want you to hear that. Shutting down and overeating will never be because someone else has feelings about how much you eat or drink. It will always be because of your own feelings that you're either trying to create or avoid experiencing. Everything we do has to do with our feelings. Everything, everything, everything. We either have a feeling that drives us to make a decision to do something, or we have a feeling that drives us to make a decision to do something so that we avoid having to feel uncomfortable emotions, either one, but always it's in feelings. Now I get that this isn't always easy to take control, to take ownership and say, hey, this is all on my shoulders. This is a me problem, but what is the alternative? If you continue to allow other people to have influence over what decisions you make in a way that does not make you happy, then you aren't empowered to make your own decisions about food and your body. If you are always taking on the pointless job of trying to control the way other people feel and perceive about you, then you are stuck in a victimized cycle and that sucks. When meals are stressful and overwhelming because of these expectations, you create feelings of powerlessness and resentment and in the end, you start to feel defeated. That isn't connection, love, or caring for your relationships. I want you to think about relationships and why they're important to you. What do you actually want out of them? Do you want to feel powerless, defeated? Do you want to resent those people for doing what they are perceiving to be a kind thing for wanting you to enjoy, participate, or do you want to build connection, love, and care in those relationships or something else? You get to choose the feelings that you want to have. That's the beauty of this. It's people-pleasing and manipulation of their emotions in order to get them to see you in a certain and dishonest way when you just comply with their requests by shoving down your own emotional experience. Your intentions are good. They are. But the impact sucks. So what do we do with all this? Well, take a look at how you eat in ways that you wish that you didn't. Take a look at those ways that are related to how you are in relationship with someone else. So you have your own maybe snacking and picking and things like that that you're working on, but I'm talking specifically here about the ways that you eat around others with others that you wish you didn't. Do you snack on the sofa because your partner does? Do you take seconds when your mom plates them? 
Do you eat at parties, during meetings, or other events when you aren't hungry or you don't want to, just to avoid standing out or being called out or somebody asking you questions about why you're not eating or why you didn't finish your food or why you stopped drinking after a few drinks and you're not ordering another cocktail? What is your story around those people and how they influence your behavior? Now, look at what you blame on others and why it's so hard to change. Well, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings. My husband will feel obligated to stop eating if I don't eat with him on the sofa and I don't want to make him feel bad. My friends will feel judged if I don't drink and eat with them or if I limit myself before they're done. They're going to think that I am judging them, looking down on them, belittling them. Write all of this down. This is important, right? So don't skip over. Now, if you're listening in your car, don't go writing things down in your car. But just make a mental note that this is an activity that you want to do on paper if this is something that you have struggled with. Now, for each of those situations, I want you to choose a new thought. So using the examples I gave, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings turns into something like, my mom wants to feel loved and appreciated. I can communicate that to her without overeating. Maybe you tell her how much you really appreciate how much effort she put into the meal, how much you loved it, how excited you are to take leftovers home and eat them for lunch tomorrow, things like that that make her feel the feelings that she actually wants to feel without you sacrificing putting more in your stomach than you actually have room for. Second one, my husband will feel obligated to stop eating if I don't eat with him on the sofa. That becomes... I can remind him that I am just happy to be sitting near him, whether he eats or not. I can take the pressure away for him to change his behavior in order to make it easier for me to change mine. He doesn't have to do that. So if I don't want maybe my dieting past and all my past attempts to keep coming up and showing up and making this difficult, then I might have to reassure my husband, my partner, my friends that what I'm doing now does not have to impact what they're doing. If every time you've ever gone on a diet or tried something new, the entire house was now full of nothing but cauliflower substitutes and sugar-free everything, and they felt tortured by every diet you've tried, but they tried so hard to support you, it would be normal after watching you go through that, be miserable, blow it all out of the water, eat your face off, and start all over again for them to just be like, listen, babe, just have some popcorn with me. It's not that big a deal. They don't want you to go through that again. So your job is to stand up for yourself in a way that honors their experience too, because chances are they've been on this ride with you more than once. So my friends will feel judged like I'm belittling them if I don't drink or eat with them or if I set limits for myself before they're ready to stop. That can become My friend's relationship with food and alcohol are their responsibility and mine is mine. I can honor my body and show my friends love and respect. I don't have to explain, over-explain, apologize. I don't have to beg and plead or stick up for myself in a way that feels defensive. I can just honor and respect my body while also having a good time with them so they feel reassured that I am not judging them. My relationship with food and alcohol is mine. Theirs is theirs. This is only hard until it isn't. Eventually, people do learn to respect your boundaries because this is kind of who you are now, and it doesn't really challenge their psyche in the same way once they've kind of gotten used to the, quote, new you, your new normal. And so they realize that this doesn't mean anything about you and them 
and your relationship together. But that takes deciding that you're willing to do the thing. You're willing to take that first step. And that might be a little uncomfortable at first. There are exceptions to how people behave, of course. But at that point, it is still not their fault that you're choosing to eat. It's still them behaving a certain kind of way and you agreeing with their behavior by indulging it and saving them from having to manage their own emotions. Yes, even if you believe that they aren't capable of managing them or they simply won't do it. It only helps you to believe that this is all on you to change. I would love for this to be super easy. I would love for everyone to just comply and agree and change their whole behavior, their mindset, manage their own minds and emotions so that I felt supported in every change that I needed to make. But that isn't life. You aren't that way in your relationships, at least not honestly, and no one else is going to be that way in yours. There's some luck there, sure. There's some exceptions there, sure. But in general, relationships are bumpy. They're supposed to be. That's how they grow. But you are a whole human individual working on your own thing. So why don't we just agree that it doesn't have to be easy in order to be necessary and important work? Now, I'm going to challenge you here because the holiday season is coming up. And I really want you to think about these things. Have you gotten clear on what you really, really want for you and why you want it? Let's do that first. Sometimes it's easy to blame the family, the friends, whatever, when really we haven't done the work on saying, I know it's going to be hard for me to say no. When I'm full and I've walked away from the table, I know that I'm going to have those urges. I'm going to want to go back. So get really clear. What do you want? Why do you want it? And then what matters most to you about your relationships with these people? And how can you make that the star of the show? What matters most to you about your relationship with yourself, food, and alcohol? And what do you need to keep in mind in order to honor that? When we think about drinking alcohol when we come home from work to wind down from the day, to give ourselves a break from the kids, to avoid getting angry with the kids, like things like that, is that how you want to be thinking about the kids? Your partner, your work life, every single day forever, we work a lot a lot of years. We parent for a lot of years. We're in partnerships for a lot of years. How many of those days do you want to spend thinking that you need something, a snack in the pantry, eating in the car, avoidance, in order to tolerate the way you feel about the people that you love and care about or the things in your life that you love and care about? Really want you to think about what you actually want from these relationships, why they matter, and how can you think about those things more Then you think about the stress, the negativity, the overwhelm, the hard stuff. Remember that you cannot control other people's feelings. It is a job that does not belong to you. And you actually can't offend anyone by not eating or drinking. If they feel offense, it is because they are thinking thoughts that offend them. (laughs) Like you should be doing something different than you are. That's their responsibility to work on, not yours. When you're eating food in any amount or frequency that you don't want to be, you're still prioritizing your own feelings. This is important. You are not prioritizing theirs. You're not making them happy by doing it. You are prioritizing your own feelings. It's just that it's the feelings of silent discomfort over the possibility of the voiced discomfort that is required for permanent change. You are still uncomfortable either way. Overeating as a way to silence the guilt and the people-pleasing that is still prioritizing your own feelings of not wanting a confrontation 
not wanting to disappoint, not wanting to make people feel bad. And that is not within your control. If you haven't communicated your needs, even to yourself, it's impossible to meet them. Give people what they need to be supportive. But then at that point, you got to let them off the hook when it comes to that being their responsibility. It isn't. You can ask for support. You can ask for it in a way that you need it, in a way that might be helpful. But no one is obligated to change their thoughts, their behaviors, or be more accommodating for your goals. That is all on you if you want to be successful. All right. I know I gave you a lot to think about, but that is all I have for you today. I would love to hear after you write these things down and do your thought turnarounds and see if you can kind of counter these thoughts in a way that honors and respects your relationships without dishonoring the relationship you have with you, with food, with alcohol, with all the things. I want to hear all about it. So shoot me a message and let me know if you found this helpful. If you enjoyed the episode, do the cool thing by rating and writing a review for the podcast. It helps me so much more than you know. Apple Podcasts loves that shit when people let them know what they're interested in listening to, and they'll show this podcast to more listeners because of your help. It's a no-cost way for you to support me in this work, is, and that's to share it. So screenshot it, share it on social media, tag me so I can come by and say thank you, thank you so much. If you have any thoughts or questions on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or you just want to say hello, my inbox is always open for you. All of that contact information is in the show notes, and I'd love to hear from you. Now, don't forget to join the waitlist for Fuck Fruitcake. If you want support with your emotional eating and drinking this holiday season, if you want people that are going through these same things all together to support you and help you because you need that support and they are all down and ready for it. If you don't feel like you have your family support, this is a great place to be. So don't forget to get on the waitlist, get the support you need for this holiday season, and we will get started very, very soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye.